I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of All the Small Games. My name's Andrew Levins. My name is Jonathan Valenzuela. And this is a podcast usually about indie games, but guess what, everybody? It's a motherfucking cheat week. It's a cheat week. John, I don't know if you've noticed the thing about me, but baby, <laughs> I like to lift. You do. I like to lift heavy stuff, you know? You are and I like to. I like to. I like to, you know, eat clean and lift mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, you are a real clean jerk. Uh, but, uh... You know, every now, every every couple of days. I mean, it shouldn't be a couple of days. It should be maybe like once. Of I don't know. Some people do it weekly. Okay. You know, you have a cheat day. I'm very curious. Oh, you yeah, lift, yeah, yeah. You lift jack shit. <laughs> you eat hungry jack shit, shit. jacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, totally. And you got to you got to reward yourself. Exactly. You gotta, and, we, and we've been you know we've been slogging it out. We've been talking about these little indie games, these small games for yeah. so long now um, that uh, I think it's time we had a cheat cheat day. Even yeah. though you could argue that both of the games we're about to talk about in this episode are potentially, you know, at the very least, games made by independent studios. And at the yes. end of the day, does that not make it the small the indie game? These small these game games indie. definitely are not small. These no, are they're, enormous. They're, yeah, one hundred percent not small games. But yes, the argument could very much be made that the two studios who made the games that we're talking about, even even for for my one, the publisher, a, a very sort of independent or yeah. at least independent like they have the flavor of an independent about them and in fact you convinced yourself that the game that you're about to talk about control um when, when it was initially revealed um we did it all the small games episode and you um put it in your in, in, in the episode as an indie game you're looking forward to yeah definitely um and then when i played it i was like oh ho, ho, no <laughs> um which bummed me out because i've been wanting to talk about this game for quite a while and uh look i i may have only been playing one game for the last uh, few weeks and that game is death stranding yeah um i've been talking about it a lot on my podcast hey fam with angus truscott um he has been playing it he's even a, more a, than i he's a huge kojima head he is um and uh so i'll be talking about death stranding later on in the episode but uh john why don't you kick things off let's get into it control let's get into, into control let's yeah. control this situation yeah so control is uh was developed by remedy entertainment who are most well-known for the Alan Wake series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also before that, Max Payne. They were the first people to do Max Payne. It was Rockstar that took over for the third one. Um, 
and this is this is part of why I'm I'm using this as justification because historically they were an indie studio. They who, were part who of who only a, made games named after men. Yes, so um, I reckon they were like like you know came close to calling this one like Dylan Control, <laughs> Keith Control. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean Alan Wake came out through like uh, Xbox's indie program back when it was first coming out, and so was American Nightmare. Um, they've recently started to kind of step into more bigger games. You'd almost say double A, not full triple A's, but like getting there. Um, and it's also published by 505 Games. And they're the guys who also put out Bloodstained. Bloodstained. This year. They've, they've got real, they've got real indie game form. They've, they've released a bunch of like much smaller games. Uh, this is probably one of the bigger titles they've done. Um, so beyond frantically trying to justify why I'm talking about this game on an indie podcast, Control tells the story of a woman called Jessie who shows up at a government agency called the Federal, Federal Bureau of Control trying to find out what happened to her brother because her brother was taken away by FBC agents when they were kids. She's now trying to find out, where is he? I want to see my brother again. She quickly discovers that the Federal, Federal, Federal Bureau of Control is sort of like, it's an almost X-Files-like agency that's responsible for responding and containing paranormal and paranatural threats in the world. Um, and even their headquarters is a building called the Oldest House, which itself is an object of power um, used to great effect in the game. Um, I won't spoil too much, but basically within the first 10 minutes of the game, you take over the Bureau of Control and become the new director and discover that like some extra-dimensional force called the Hiss has invaded and is trying to... like. Destroy everything. I think you've told me off mic how how you become the head. Yeah, and it sounds crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, insane. Um, and so you you then like you now have two goals, which is saving the agency and ridding it of the hiss and finding out what happens to your brother. And the two are actually like the further you get into the game, you realize how kind of intertwined the two of these are. Um, the story is awesome. It is like it. Every it's one of those games where there's lots of like little little additional bits of like you find files and letters and and like tape recordings and stuff like that scattered throughout the 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 building. I took my time and combed through every environment I went to to find as many of these as I could because it's just so fascinating to find out what is going on in this building. That's like that's that's kind of you playing a video game though. You love oh, d- you love the, the lore, there's yeah. lore in this game. There's, there's so oh, it's such like <laughs> there the, are fragments. The world building they've done in this yeah. game is incredible and the, I mean it's great because they're talking about these weird things but it's all <sighs> being discussed in this very bureaucratic manner. Like you're finding reports where it's like someone talking about like a flamingo that that causes objects around it to like turn into dust, but they're describing it in a very clinical kind of detail. They're not being like, "Oh shit, this thing's fucked." It's like, and then we approach the object and da 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 da. Um, so if you're a fan of like the the SCP website, the Search Contain Protect, you will fucking love this game. Like it is totally up your alley. Um, it's uh, the design is incredible. The building that you're playing through is like this architectural brutalist masterpiece essentially like there are definitely areas in the game that when i got to them i would stop for a couple of seconds and just look around the screen and and get shot and then immediately die um but yeah like look around at at this building time out time out (laughs) hold on hold on i'm appreciating the design um (laughs) 
But at the same, like, you know, you're looking at this amazing space, but at the same time, there's like bodies hanging in air chanting and like just creepy. It, it does a really great job of, of creating a creepy atmosphere to it. Um, uh, the combat is great. It's like on top of your, you have one gun, but the gun changes, like you can change the gun into like a shotgun or a pistol or a sniper rifle. Um, and on top of that, you have a variety of powers. You can like levitate and fly. You can uh, like psychically take over enemies and have them fight for you. But without doubt, the best one of all mm-hmm. is um, is telekinesis. You can pick up objects and like fire them at people. If you if you aim it right, you can like get yourself put an enemy between an object and you. And then you pull the object to you so it hits the enemy going one way and then fire it back at them going the other way and it just wipes them out. If there's no objects around, uh, she just tears concrete out of the walls or the floor. Like, it's just so, like, every time I did that, it was just so satisfying to see it be like, romp, and then this yeah. big chunk of concrete it's, hanging there. It's so good when a video game lets you feel as powerful as that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely, that nails it. Like, I felt powerful as I as I fought, it wasn't like it wasn't like an Assassin's Creed or something where it's all about stealth and finesse and stuff like that. It's just raw, like fuck you, power against the enemy. You and me, I think one thing that we definitely have in common is both of us are just dog shit at stealth games. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But give us uh, an RPG and, a, and yeah, and, yeah, and give- unlimited ammo. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, there are like I have little gripes here and there. Definitely, um, yeah, so so whenever you go back to a place, it respawns enemies, and it can get a little bit frustrating that you're constantly, like, like the, you know, because you're constantly engaging in these combat encounters, they start to feel a bit samey after a while. Um, it is very, like, it's, it's very, not overly, but it feels very schlocky at times. Um, but I love the story so much that that never kind of bothered me. And all the kind of, like, all, like, the combat as well, it does get a little frustrating. have to be like, I just fought my way through here a minute ago, and now I've got to fight my way through, you know, same bunch of people again. But the combat is at the same time so satisfying that you, I never felt angry when forced into a combat encounter, essentially. Um, the only gripes I heard from our friends were, like, performance issues. Oh, yeah, that's the, actually, that's the major problem with it is, like, there were times where, like, if I opened a menu, I'd close the menu and the frame rate would drop to, like, three frames per second. It would just chug along for, like, f- five to ten seconds and then snap back to normal again. But if you're in the middle of a combat encounter, mm. like, you die <laughs> essentially immediately because you can't react to anything that's going on. Um, and there were definitely, like, there are issues where cutscenes would skip um, or they'd, they'd start to stutter as well. Uh, as I, I discussed it with a few of the, the same friends probably, and it was just agreed that like it needed four to six months more polishing and bug mm-hmm. destruction, essentially. But at the same time, I, I still, while playing it, was able to go like, I see what they're doing here, and it's so good. They may have patched it since then too. Yes, you of course. It a few I need. Ago, to, right? I haven't finished it yet. I think I got up to the last boss battle. All oh, right. Took a few runs at it and was like, it's a bit tough, guys. Um, Not enough wall to grab parts off to throw. Exactly. Um, or too many floating enemies that can dodge your telekinetic things. Right. So, um, 
but it's definitely it's it's I think I'll put it in the list of games I'm going to try finish before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think just the be- the the most amazing thing about it is like the plot, the world building, and the atmosphere because those three together. It's it's one of those games where you want to go deeper into it to find out what the fuck is going on. And the more you find out, the more you're just like, I have more questions though, let's keep asking questions. And it has one of the most incredible set pieces I've played in a game ever. There's one, it's like, it's it's if you've played this game, it's a section called the Ashtray Maze. And it is just mind bending from a story point of view or from a gameplay from point a game from a gameplay from a from a graphics uh, not graphics but from a like level design and gameplay point of view i'll i'll after we finish this up i'll see if it's on youtube just because it's so mind bending to watch so yeah if you if anyone was on the on the fence was that is that the part you should look up to to be convinced that this is a game yes. for you yes oh but uh, <clears throat> if if you're on the fence just fucking fall on the side that is by it and play it like I don't think I don't with so many other games you've got on your to do list. I don't know if you've ever get around to control or if it's necessarily your, your sort of. It's game. one of those moments where I'm like, damn it! I wish John had a PS4 so I could just borrow his copy. <laughs> but if you were if you were thinking of playing Control, then wait to see it in the game. It's just it's incredible to to dive into it. Um, it has, but, it has but like for a, you, I'll just show it you on YouTube. It has a lot of like it almost has a cult following. Like I would say, yes. like almost like akin to um, everyone that loved the um, the single player campaign of Titanfall two a couple of years mm. ago. Um, and is it, is look, it first I'll, person? Uh, no, third no, right. person. All right, cool. Third person. Um, and it can be it can be genuine. Like there are times where it is genuinely quite disturbing. Not disturbing, but like like creepy, sickening, creepy to play. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's another one of those games where I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if it shows up on a few best of 2019 lists. Weirdly, like not not on that game's uh, game awards uh, list. Yeah, really actually, like. yeah, I, didn't think it, I think it showed up even once or twice throughout it. But yeah, yeah, that like you'd think it would have. I, I feel like it should have popped up. A I few feel like more. it's almost alone like in, d- in in that genre as well. That, yeah, like, yeah, a real like I can't think of another really well done third person shooter this year that wasn't mired in like MMO. Kind yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a yeah, like a you know, Apex Legends kind of model either. Yeah. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So that's my, that's my cheat. 
That's, yep. that's my pancakes and chicken that's wings. Control. Um, yeah. So as you were um, describing that story very coherently, I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> have I got to do the same?" <laughs> oh no, for this you've, you've got <laughs> narrative mess. Look, it's not, I, look, it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. I went into Wikipedia and read through it, and was just like, Wait, "So you actually know what happens in this game, probably more so than on what to, I do." <laughs> to an extent, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Death Stranding. I've spoken a lot about this on Hey Fam over the last few weeks with my co-host Angus Truscott, who is utterly in love with the game. Um, to the point where, like, I, I, I'm probably not as able to be as critical around about it around him as I am you, right? Um, and I, the first like five hours of my time with Death Stranding, I was very critical of it. The first chapter is essentially you just watching a bunch of cutscenes that make you know That's so Kojima, yeah, little to no sense. That's so Raven, but it's you know you know what you're signing up for when you play a Kojima game. You know it's going to be you know very cut cutscene heavy. I mean, Metal Gear Solid Four famously had like a two and a half hour final cutscene. Sure. Um, but, uh, I played a lot of Metal Gear Solid 5. i the entire time I was playing it, I felt terrible at it, but I still really loved it. Um, it was a very, um, open world kind of sandbox stealth espionage game where you had like just a, such an amazingly creative list of, um, weird ways you could take out and distract enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, like the best of which was Fultoning where, where you essentially yeah. like tied them to a, like you, you, you knocked them out. Then you tied them to a, not just them, anything in this world you could tie to either something that would fly up in the air. And then a, um, like a hot air balloon kind of thing would like take it up in the air really quickly, helium balloon. Yeah. And then it would be taken to your base. Yeah. Like a jet. It is an actually used form of getting someone out of situations. I think it, it shows up in dark Knight. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. But it's how, like, he get, it's how he gets back on the bat plane from Hong Kong. That's right. But he, yeah, like you, you're just you fools in everything, and that was oh, like one of the most fun things to do in that game. Um, so I was looking forward to this game opening up, Death Stranding, and it becoming this fun kind of like you know open world area with lots of crazy things to do in different creative ways. Um, and so after the first like very story heavy chapter, you were then in um a. Chapter two, which is so, so difficult. And I've heard lots of people describe it as such. <coughs> so much so that the... Is it the Dark Souls of Death Stranding? <laughs> they're actually one of the few uh, few games that I have not heard this game compared to. It's like really? one of the few games of 2019 that hasn't been compared to Dark Souls. Oh, right. <laughs> um, <coughs> the, the second chapter is all about introducing you to, like, I guess, like, the main enemies in this game, the BTs, which is, like, these big creepy ghosts that you can't see. Beached things? Yes. Um, and they're represented in the main world as, like, these, like, you can't see them, but you can... The baby that's on your chest in the, in the, in the art plugs into your, like, this machine on your back, and that's how you detect them. Mm. And so, if you hold your breath and walk slowly past them, they won't even notice you're there. And you can avoid all of these encounters very, very easily. But in your first encounters with them, you don't know that. Right. And so you try and run past them. You try and, you know, like, you know, you might, they might detect you and you, you fall in this awful black pit of shit. Like, you know, like how annoying it can be when it's raining and you try and climb up a hill in, in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes. <coughs> this is like that constantly. Oh boy. And it just, whenever it's raining, you know, you're going to encounter BTs and it doesn't just rain water in Death Stranding. It rains something called Timefall. And what Timefall does is it ages everything rapidly that it touches, including all of the packages on your back, which you have a lot because this game is all about delivering packages from one part of the map to the other. Um, and you're meant to do it like through hiking. There's a lot of climbing. Um, if you ever cross a river, um, if you don't have enough stamina, you'll fall on the river and all your packages will fall off you and then go floating down the river and get exposed to more time fall and then they'll be destroyed and you're fucked. 
God damn it. So the second chapter, I I felt that same feeling that I felt when I was playing Metal Gear Solid 5, where I was like, I think I like this game. I just feel like I'm terrible at it. Sure. Maybe this isn't the game for me. Um, I pushed through. I finished chapter two. Um, I didn't get many great because it ranks you as you finish all of the missions. Sure. And I got some bad rankings, including one where like it's like a timed mission to deliver something. And like I was like, I'd just gotten a motorbike and I was like, fuck yeah, a motorbike. And then I drove it into an enemy camp. I got swamped by enemies. They didn't, couldn't work out how to take it, take out. So I just ran away um, and left my bike there, which got stripped and, and, and stolen by the enemy camp. And I was like, whatever, it's fine. I've got the package. And I tried to run as soon as I could. And then I ran into a BTs and I lost all my stamina and all this bullshit. And I finally delivered it. And it was like outside of the time limit. And I got like a really bad rating. Oh. I was like, oh, whatever. At least I finished the mission. <coughs> Shortly after that, you're in chapter three. You get taken to a new part of the map. Essentially, this game is about rebuilding a post-apocalyptic America. Yes. You're reconnecting uh, all of these uh, individuals that <laughs> that uh, operate like small camps on their own. And uh, you are connecting them to the chiral network, which is a network that the government is funding to reconnect America. Nice. Um, and uh, it's up to you, a delivery man, to uh, reconnect all of these different people scattered across a war-torn America. Mm. Um <coughs> in chapter three, you move to central part of America, right? And uh, like the, the central, like the middle, the yeah, middle, yeah, yeah. Not Rust, Rust Belt, flyover. Um, and uh, you are in a much bigger space. I didn't encounter BTs for like ten hours of oh, gameplay. It's way more relaxing. It's much more about the trips that you take. You learn. You're given way more things that make the trips easier, be they vehicles or something that allows you to see the prediction of of weather. You'll know when if time fall is going to hit you at any point, oh. depending on different routes that you take to get to different places. Um, Do you plot your routes out before undertaking? Yes, the routes? but it's can, in can a you, very. Can you deviate from you those can. routes? You can. Okay. And, and it like, but the game doesn't tell you that you can do that. You have to figure it out for yourself. Right. Okay. There's an amazing. There's two amazing videos by Tim Rogers of Kotaku fame. Mm-hmm. Um, not of you or my fan. Um, Boo. But both. I mean, I, I would love to see. Tim Rogers, Tim Rogers of you doing and I. do do yeah Tim Rogers of you and I do a uh, a Death Stranding review <laughs> <laughs> in song, um, but uh, Tim Rogers is probably my favorite video game uh, sure. video journalist. Um, he did an hour long review of um, Death Stranding where he reviews Death Stranding as a video game, as a film, as a book, as a pet, as a Hideo <laughs> Kojima work, and as art. Right. And they're all separate reviews in this one hour long video. It is so funny and so well thought out and well written. Like, like if you are at all interested in this game that a lot of people, like, I feel like the, the, it's very easy to dump on Death Stranding. The sure. story is batshit crazy. And like, I mean, it is bad. It, it becomes endearing. Right. Um, I like it now. Uh, but in, I, I was kind of like half tuning out for like the first few hours of it. Sure. Um, but, um, uh, Tim Rogers gives a uh, like a, a second video where he's like some tips that I wish I knew when I was playing right. Death Stranding. Um, although I feel richer having discovered them myself, so maybe don't watch this video if you care about that. Like that's, that, that, that's the kind of vibe. Um, but they're both amazing videos that anyone that isn't hasn't might not even have plans to play this game I watch think, it because it gives you a much more nuanced. I think I'll watch them both. And you, I mean, like you know, some may describe him as a Kojima fanboy, but I think. It is cool because you, you, we're asking a lot of people that love Metal Gear games that hate Death Stranding. Yeah. And like you, if, if anything, you can't ever accuse Tim Rogers of not being thoughtful in his um, sure, uh, approach sure. to video game uh, journalism. But anyway, he, he uh, the, uh, the kind of 
overall thing is that a lot of people, lots of people are saying is, uh, get through chapter one and two as quickly as possible. Don't worry about side missions. And as soon, and then the game opens up in chapter three, you're able to revisit earlier areas anyway, get to chapter three. That's when the game opens up and that's when the game gets good. Right. And I could not agree with that more. I think I, I think I've definitely heard in the lead up to release people saying like 10 hours in the game kind of like flips in a way and becomes. Well, so you kind of learn what this, like, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of reviews coming out now, I'm not accusing them of not playing any part of this game at all, but like, you know, video game donkey, for example, um, did a, a long, very, very like, uh, slanderous, uh, very re- harsh review of death stranding. And obviously everyone's entitled to their own opinions. Um, but, at no point did he even mention my favorite thing about the game, which is the fact that um, throughout the entire game, you are asked to build and rebuild structures in your in 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 America, in your America that you're playing in Death Stranding. Um, and these structures, you'll be able to access them, but also at any given time, there is a there's a group of other people playing on the same the so- same. Game as you. So I guess like a chunk of players playing at Death Stranding, maybe it's like 50, 100 people sure. are all playing the same at the same time as you. And so if I build a structure, anyone else of the, those 50 to 100 people also have access to the structures that I make. Yes. Um, Until so, they are destroyed by timefall. But they're very easy to repair once yeah. they've been built. Um, and you do this by um, collecting the resources. There's metals and ceramic, ceramics and resins that you get by either like getting junk and recycling them or like just straight up like raiding a mule, like a terrorist base and stealing yeah. all of their resources. And then you put them in uh, like an auto paver, which uh, like 3d prints new roads. Oh, sick. And then that makes uh, traversal through this like shitty rocky terrain way more fun and way more easy. In fact, there's a power strip in the middle because all the vehicles are battery powered. And if you drive in the middle of the roads, you don't use any battery at any point. So you can hit the L3 button, which makes you go like three times faster and you can just speed on these roads that you've made nice. and go to the next auto paver. And so the whole time I'm, I'm managing resources, I'm going through all the things that I need. Um, like, you know, organizing, like him menu, like, okay, this, this auto paver needs these particular resources. Then I'm driving back through the mud, John, in the rain, in a truck. Does this sound like a game that maybe you love? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> okay. Now you got me. Now I'm on board. This game rushing is out to, rushing it, out to buy. This a game PS4. is my Mud Runner. Oh right! I Hell get, yeah! I understand why you like that game now. <laughs> so Mud Runner is a game where you are essentially a delivery truck driver, right? Yeah. yeah. And you've got to go from one part of Russia to the yeah. other. It's made in Russia, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's set in Russia. But yeah. you, you choose from different trucks. Obviously, there's no mules or BTs or no, 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 any no, of no, that no. bullshit. You are literally just you know driving there's, through terrain. I mean, the the BTs are like puddles, right? <laughs> there's puddles. They're just full of mud and you tip over and you're fucked. I just got hooked on, I was like, there, there's like, I reckon 20 auto pavers that you have to get. Like, and it's, it's pretty, t- you can't carry all the resources you need on your back. Sure. You can't even carry the most, for some of them, you can't even carry all of them in a truck. You need to do multiple runs. Okay. That might seem tedious to everyone. I find it, I've, I'm, this is like the busiest time of my year right now. And I am just, I'm working every night and then I have like a few hours in the day after I drop the kids to school before I need to go pick them up again. I'm a, like, I'm, I'm trying not to do much paperwork at the moment because like it just is just, then you just feel like you've, you've got no time to yourself when yeah. you're working days and nights. And so like whatever hour I have, I will, I will sit down, I'll put music on because the, the, the game is quite sporadic with music outside of the story missions. Um, and I'll just, Rebuild America, man. Nice. Reconnect. You, you're not reconnect kid- the, these these you states. You are not kidding. You have found your mud runner. Yeah, I, I, and and like lots of reviews don't talk about this because then also, so you, 
once you've built something in this game, for the rest of the time you're playing this game, whenever anyone drives over your 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 road or, or uses your bridge or uses a locker that you've put in the middle of nowhere or a um a generator, which like if you know if you you have to you get these upgrades to like you get metal legs that allow you to carry more and more on your back. Um, because the whole thing is about like carrying as much on you on your person as possible to get and getting from one one point in the map to the other as quickly as possible, avoiding yeah. enemy and, and you know and just fucking up as well. And you can you can you can make the area really easy to traverse. You just got to put the effort in. Sure. But not only are you putting that effort in for yourself, everyone else playing this game in the, in the same area as you benefits from your hard work as well. Yeah. And whenever they go over your um your structures or use them in any way they're given an option to actually hit the middle button in on, on your controller and you like the structures oh nice and the games uh like currency not so much money wise but in terms of leveling up your character is entirely based on likes okay so if you put all this time Ooh, and effort what a, into what a trench on observation <laughs> on mon world Kojima. but you can only like things you can't unlike them right okay. which is which i think is a really lovely way of you know. sure um and and so yeah like you'll just be like Maybe you'll be in the middle of a story mission. You're like, man, fuck, I've fucked this up. This sucks, blah, 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 blah. And then you'll get like, da 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 And I'll be like, 100 players used um, used your one of your roads. Um, oh. Like, all these players like you. And you get like, you know, thousands of likes. And you're like, oh, wait, I can do this. I yeah. can get through this mission. I can rebuild these things, you know. And it's just like, like a really, really fun uh, way to like pass the time. And like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a little bit mindless. Sure. But... There's nothing wrong with mindless. Yeah, it's it, it, provided it's, you're enjoying I find yourself. it so calming, and uh, and it's it's a beautiful, gorgeous looking game. Even when I don't have uh, any other additional music on, I, I do enjoy just the kind of like soundscape of, of the game yeah. as well. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a terrific game. I I, I don't I, I don't I'm like ch- chapter four of twenty something, but I know that chapter three, which I've just finished, has been like a lot of people describe it as like a third of the game. Okay. Um, and I still have lots of side missions in it that I can do, and I might go back and do them because I just find that now that I've like made the the roads so plentiful in in my area, it's actually really easy to do the missions now. Okay. Um, and you can even like send robots to the to do them later in the game. Like yeah, like instead of you having to do all the deliveries, you can just make robots do it. And they if you if you send them over on like rocky terrain, all the all your shit gets damaged. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a bad rating. But now that I've put all the effort into like making all the rebuilding the roads. That you get good ratings sure. from the robot deliveries. The robots just boom, along. Yeah, I nice. don't know. I, I love it, man, and I feel like not not enough people are talking about that part of it. For me, that's the part of the game that I love. Not the crazy what's, Kojima story. What's not the, the combat like? Is there combat? <coughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, square punches. You get like a bunch of funny weapons. You don't want to be lethal because BTs beached things come from when you kill someone. When someone dies in this world, they become a BT. Right, and like. I now have weapons that can take out BTs pretty easily, but I don't want to have encounters with them because I find that unnecessarily stressful. Sure. So I just hold my breath, man. I hold yeah. my breath and I crouch down and I walk away. Um, but the mules, you get like, uh, they're like the terrorist group who steal your shit, yeah. but you get a, I just got a gun, which is a sticky gun and like you aim at their, their, their packages on their back and you shoot it and it just like magnetizes their package and flings it towards you and, oh, you, can, nice. and you can pick it up. Got your package. Lots of fun shit like that. Cool. It's really good. There is, there definitely is action and combat, but, um, at this point in my in my playtime, that's you're not why I'm playing. You're it. enjoying it, for- but yeah, I mean, it, and there are moments in the game where you're forced to. It, be, it becomes entirely about a combat game, right. and those heart parts are really fun. Okay, uh, because they are just a massive change up in, in gameplay. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, the, you know, at the heart of it, this is a game about delivering and reconnecting, and I am loving those parts. Awesome. Yeah. 
That's I'm, Kojima would be thrilled to hear that. Uh, so those are two definitely not small games, um, but but arguably indie. Look, don't unsubscribe from us if you disagree. No. You know, it, it, we still we said the word small a few times. Yeah. You got your money's worth, all right? Yeah, we mentioned Mud Runner, another <laughs> game that I'm not allowed to talk about on here. Fantastic. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll be we'll be back in we'll be back talking about them little quirky indie games. Next yeah, yeah, week. next week I'm gonna make, make an effort to uh, actually actually play some what will what will what will be next uh, week? Fuck, maybe we'll be starting our best of 2019 episodes. God damn! Next week, because that'll yeah, be right. that'll be a two-parter. Well, next week, yeah. I, I, I'm, the shovel night is on still like the twelfth or the thirteenth, so that's like that's that's the thing I'm looking forward to this year. Sure. Um, and whatever, maybe they'll announce it, like, and it's available now at the Game Awards. Right. That could be a yeah, but I guess maybe like we'll try for like the twenty third and the thirtieth to be our Game of the Year episodes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we'll have a. It'll just be talking about shit next week. <laughs> we'll be back to the normal. No, look, I've got plenty of good games I need to play, and maybe they'll even find some new ones. Yeah, that's true. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Oh, wait. wait. Facebook.com slash all the small games. Twitter at all the small game. Individually at LevDog for me, at, at 16 Tacos for John, and the email address is all the small games at gmail.com. Send us a bunch of them. We'll do them next week. Yeah, we'll do Actually, yeah. Mailbag next week. Bye. Bye. Let's make a toast to the time Waiting for tomorrow when we're played out by the band Drowning out of sorrows What will become of us now at the end of time We'll be fine, you and I Let's draw a line in the sun Keep it straight and light